Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 99. Doesn't that song sound like something uh, that would be at the end of an apocalyptic movie? It's weird I'm playing it at the beginning of the... But now I'm thinking about it, and I should have played it at the end. But you know what? <laughs> We're already started, and it's okay. No, I, I wanted to play it in the beginning. It's creepy. It kind of fits with the vibe. Right now in Los Angeles, it's uh, cold and rainy. And again, I like that weather for this coronavirus thing because it's just it, it, it's fitting i've been going on walks like long long walks and the it's really weird when it's super nice and sunny out and everything is shut down no cars on the road it, it just like that doesn't compute that doesn't make sense but this makes sense when it's cold and rainy and we start off the podcast with this kind of song it makes sense i actually i feel like i've heard that song also for uh I guess maybe in movies also where the, the um, a character is dead or dying and they play this to make you cry and it works. Like I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, so, yeah. Doesn't it feel like the same stuff is happening over and over again every day? It does, to, it does right? It, I guess for me too. But the weird thing is, is that in conjunction with that, we all we have new <laughs> we have like new uh ways to look at this corona thing so it's not like i'm going to be repeating everything from last week and then it, and then you really didn't have to listen to this podcast and it's not like i'm doing this podcast because i have to do it at least once a week and uh, i just have to put something out there's a ton of interesting things going on uh there's some news i heard about coming from china have you heard of this coronavirus thing, by the way? It's really, it's really wild stuff. But in China, uh, their their human rights record isn't isn't very good, and uh, it's 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 funny because the reason the only reason I'm going to read you, not read you, play you a clip from uh, this headline, which is let me just read it to you right now, uh, is report Wuhan funeral homes burned coronavirus victims alive. Uh, now, look, it's hearsay. It's hearsay. I'm going to just be straight up with you. This is, There's no actual proof of this, but it's not surprising. Their human rights record is atrocious. Their animal rights record is atrocious. They think that eating animals alive or cooking them alive makes it taste better, when in reality, uh, we have something called science now. And when you kill an animal... And, and you inflict fear on it, it's going to have uh, adrenaline coursing through its, its, its muscles and, and, and tissue and everything, and veins, and you're going to, and, and also cortisol, and it's going to actually make the meat go bad quicker. It's going to make the meat taste bad. Like, this actually happens. But forget that. doesn't matter to the Chinese. We're going to do that. Um, so they have this thing about killing people. Well, I mean, killing people all their life, that's what killing people is. But, um, for instance, cremating people while they're alive. They have, a, they have this thing about doing things to living beings while they're alive. And um, not surprising. That's why I, I, I'm playing this for you. Because I, I, although it is hearsay, I do think it's real. Let's watch this. 
social media video, a woman describes her terrifying experience inside a Chinese hospital. She says she witnessed critically ill coronavirus patients being sent away for cremation while they're still alive. NTD's Juliet Song has more. A Wuhan hospital is sending coronavirus patients for cremation while they're still alive. That's according to a woman in a video that's circulating on social media. Speaking in a Wuhan dialect, the woman describes how she witnessed the patient next door being sealed up in body bags. This video could not be independently verified. He's not dead. His hands and feet were still moving. When they covered his head, they then tied his hands and wrapped him in a plastic body bag and zipped it up. She goes on to say the man was wrapped in four body bags and then put into a box-like device. The man was in his 70s and critically ill. He was in room number 18, the ward next door to her. Says, uh, so basically they're sending people away for cremation when they're alive? What can be done? They're afraid that the virus inside his body will spread. The woman says she witnessed several cases. She says another old man in the hospital was also cremated before he passed away. This is so cruel, but the thing is, the man is alive and he needs to be saved. How can he be saved? Using what? There's no, there are no drugs available, only oxygen. I saw these cases myself while in the hospital. It strikes fear into my heart. I want to cry. It's terrifying. After the patients are sent away in the box-like device, the woman says doctors then tell the patient's relatives that their loved ones have passed away. She didn't clarify what the box-like device is. Reporting by Juliet Song, NTD News, New York. Yeah, uh, again, not surprising. They don't really value anything <laughs> there. I mean, I, I hate that, I, you know, I, I my intention of this podcast wasn't to shit on China for two months straight. But it's hard not to anymore. You know, my attentions were somewhere else, obviously. Before coronavirus, my attention was on uh, culture within the United States, people complaining about dumb shit, feminism, all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, and even Islam and the death of Europe and, and the immigration problem and all that. Um, but the sneaky thing about the China and the Chinese was that they were kind of operating under the radar. And they've been doing this since the early 90s, where, you know, they, they started making a ton of money because of new trade deals with, with uh, that Bill Clinton enacted. And they got stronger and stronger and stronger and more powerful. And before you know it, they're, uh, they're nipping at our heels. And uh, they're about to be the world's biggest superpower. And it, they didn't become capital, capitalist uh, utopias. They didn't become a democratic, d you know, democratic form of government. They uh, became more oppressive and very, very, very dangerous. And again, they did this. They did this under the radar when Trump was running for president, and he would talk about the how we need to that that China is killing us on trade. By the way, like I named my, you know how you can name your iPhone and when you're airdropping someone, it says your name. Mine says China is killing us on trade uh, because I changed in 2015. I changed it to that and because uh, I thought it was funny. I didn't really understand it. I mean, I understand the sentence. I understand China is killing us on trade, but I didn't uh, really think of it too much. And uh, but the reality of it is, you know, our country is suffering 
our identity, we're losing our national identity. And it's partially because we shipped all our manufacturing jobs over there because we want cheaper plastic things. Which, again, it's just beyond me. It's so stupid. We used to we used to have anything we used to have. Like, if it was even your dad's pocket knife or his shaver or something, right? It was something, or his watch. It was something that was passed down and passed down and passed down. And we don't do that anymore. We keep replacing. Like, like technology is pretty cool, right? You have an iPhone, but you kind of, a lot of people get a new one every year. And I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. But we've we've been convinced to become mindless consumers. And that wasn't a thing. That, that just didn't, didn't used to be a thing. I think the first industry that started doing that was the the car companies. And they would they would it would be superficial changes to their cars. Uh they would change the color, they would add more color, they would uh ha- new stitching on their seats. All that. Every year they would change things slightly to trick us into wanting to to swap something that isn't broken. And we were convinced that things were obsolete because, um, again, of superficial things. And it's slightly different with something like an iPhone where technology is better, it's faster and whatever. But there's always re- there's always people complaining that they intentionally make the older phone slower and it, it forces people to want to switch to the newer thing. But uh, this is besides my whole point. My whole point is, is that we've been convinced to be mindless consumers uh, we've been convinced that something like Walmart is good, uh, which, again, destroys, let's just say, Main Street, America, Main Street, USA, <laughs> where it's mom and pop shops. And uh, it's, things are slightly more expensive, but but at least you get to keep those things forever, right? <laughs> they're handmade. They're handmade with love in your own country uh, and supply jobs to people nearby you. And gave people meaning in life. And uh, those people probably learned a trade. And it was a trade passed down. Everything used to be passed down. You didn't really need to buy things all the time. Uh, another, You know how I mentioned last podcast that um, I've been watching old movies? Well, another thing I noticed with old movies is when you hear them talk about money. Because I've been watching a lot of detective noir movies. Uh, so there's always uh, money at play. Uh, yes, the inflation has changed the value of things, right? So when they're talking about $50,000 back then, it's really like close to a million dollars or something. But the, the difference between back then and today also is the fact that the, that the $50,000 or their million dollars, uh, there, w- there wouldn't be many things to buy. So that, that actually, a million dollars back then could pretty much last you your whole life, whereas a million dollars today can't. It's impossible. Uh, we're constantly consuming things we don't need, and we're constantly replacing things we don't need to replace, and uh, we keep buying things because we think they're cheaper. Like ev- It's funny because everything that's cheap isn't actually cheap because you're going to buy it tenfold. You're going to keep buying that same thing over and over and over again. So when you buy something cheaply made, you're, conf- you're, you're tricking yourself. You think, oh, this is, this is value. Th- this is, um, I'm getting value out of this. Uh, or, or, you know, Walmart, they're doing good because they are importing cheap things from China and, uh, you know, it helps us. And I used to think that way, but it's not the case. 
Not only that, but they're aesthetically not pleasing. And there there's no soul in anything anymore. Nothing is is it, nothing is so so then it's it's only reserved like the things that are nice and things that you'll pass down, that's only really reserved now, unless you made it yourself. Now that stuff is pretty much reserved for really wealthy people. Um, but that, you know, none of that stuff coming from China is, um, is ever worth, is that it's, it's not worth throwing your country away for. What was I talking about? (laughs) What was I talking about with China? Pretty much fuck them, right? That's, that's what I was talking about. I don't know what this tangent was about, but it's okay. I like it and I'm going to keep it in here. So one other thing before we get on to the next topics is that um, you're going to hear a lot about uh, how the U.S. numbers are going up and the U.S. coronavirus numbers are going up and how we've surpassed China and all that. And, um, you know, it's one thing to hear it from Chinese publications because they lie. They're, they're Chinese state-owned. They aren't independent news. And uh, they have to report on what the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, makes them report on but it's another when it's your own and this is a big problem with fake news is that they hate us you have to this is something you have to start realizing and you're going to notice it more and more is that they hate you they hate the united states they hate uh our republic the way we operate they hate uh americana american values and uh they hate if you're if you're in the middle of look america to them is new york and la and that's it there's no America other than that. And the reason why I'm talking about this now is because uh, they keep pushing these narratives. For instance, NBC News today said uh, U.S. reports 1,264 coronavirus deaths in over 24 hours. Meanwhile, in China, where the pandemic pandemic broke out, not a single new coronavirus death was reported. Okay, NBC News, thanks for that. You're lying. Why are they... Why are they covering for China? This like it doesn't make sense. They hate us that much. And by the way, if Trump wasn't president and whoever was pre- w- is president in his place, they would still report like this. They hate us that much. It's not about Trump. They hate America. And uh, that again, this is why I am. It's like a combination of the cremation stuff coming from China, where where, where they're killing either they're killing their people, uh, they're killing the ones that are infected and then cremating them or cremating them alive, they're up to no good there. And then we have we have NBC News covering for them, which is insane. It's like they're rooting for us, for our country to fail and to look bad. Uh, it doesn't make sense. So they, they tweeted that. It, 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 look, it doesn't surprise me one bit, but it's something that needs to be said. You need to call it out when you see it. And um, But that being said... We got to we got to still focus on on what matters. So Trump has always been right about the border. And, you know, he's not in my opinion, he's not doing enough. And partially it's because the Congress doesn't allow him. And but I mean, like when there's a will, there's there's a way, especially now, like now's the opportunity to strike while the iron is hot and get things going. Everyone's focused on coronavirus. We got to focus on our borders. A really good example of that is just how Europe is fucked. Europe is fucked, except for two countries, Hungary and Poland. Um, 
I think like the only Scandinavian country that's doing okay with their borders is Norway. I think it's Norway or Finland. One of those. But with regards to Europe, uh, Poland and Hungary, they completely close their borders. They don't let anyone in. They're not really having a problem with this coronavirus. And uh, it, those are good uh, case studies. We should say, oh, they're doing fine. We should take care of our borders and not, not, not let anyone in. And really, this, this should be something that if globalism fails, which I think it will post-coronavirus, I think one of, the, one of the things that needs to be apparent to everyone is that borders matter. And that we shouldn't rely on China for merchandise anymore. We should make American-made things. And we should completely close our borders. And only let impressive into our con- uh, impressive people come into our country. And that's it. I mean, we need to go back and regress. You know when people say, uh, well, you're regress. You're, you know, you are for, um, you know, we're for progress and you're regressive. Just say yes. Yeah, we need to go back to the numbers of... At most, 50,000 people a year can move into the United States. At most. At most. That's what it used to be. Pre-1960, whatever, it it kept on doubling every year. And now we're at like a million a year. 50,000, that's it. It's funny how people say we're we're a racist country, yet everyone in the world wants to come here. If we were racist, they would not want to come here. But borders matter in Hungary uh, is correct. And uh, I, I found this really good video. I think it's from the 60 minutes but australia or someone it wasn't it wasn't the united states 60 minutes and uh just i'm going to play you this clip but notice how the fake news here pushes back on nationalism by calling it racism i found this really interesting so let's listen to this other hungarians have found themselves ineligible because they are gay unmarried divorced (laughs) read the fine print and this becomes clear The Family Protection Plan only seeks to protect what the government sees as the right kinds of families. Prime Minister Orban seldom speaks to Western media, but we did speak with Secretary of State Katalin Novak, who says the plan is entirely consistent with Hungarian values. We don't speak about not only preserving uh, Western uh, civilization, we also do say it openly that Christian uh, culture we would Christian like to culture. preserve. Yeah, that's the way of life in Europe, in Hungary, that we have a Christian way of life. When you hear your colleagues in government, including the prime minister, talk about ethnic homogeneity and the dangers of, of mixing blood and purity, can you see how people perhaps don't hear echoes of some of Europe's darker chapters in those remarks? It makes me upset because I think that means that uh, people who 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 have this interpretation either don't really know what they are talking about or don't know Hungary. And you're you're saying there's no code in that. There's no code when we talk about keep Hungary Hungarian or pure Hungarians and we talk in terms of purity. There's no But again, you say pure Hungarian. We don't say that. We say keep Hungary Hungarian. That's true. We say that. Yeah, they, they, the media loves these these terms like dog whistle and racism. And it, like you, this person is clearly calling this Hungarian politician a racist. And um, and they do this thing like, so what you're trying to say is that you're racist. And they love to equate them to their darker pasts of Europe. Hitler. Oh, everything is Hitler. Literally what they're doing is it's nothing like that. Basically what they're talking about is they have um, a policy there that 
they reward families for uh, having kids. They reward people for having kids uh, with money. And uh, they, the reason, there's many reasons. One being they don't want to import people from other countries that have no ties to their own homogeneity, they, to their own culture or anything. Homogeneity isn't a bad thing. You never see, you never see uh, publications go interview a politician in Japan about this. The Japanese are allowed to do this. The, every African country is allowed to do this. But when it comes to a Western white country, you're not allowed. That's white supremacy. You're not allowed to keep your heritage. You're not allowed to keep anything for yourself. So they're mad that they're not giving money uh, that families in the eyes of the government also. It's anti-trans, anti-gay, anti-this. Um, one of the <laughs> This is one of the arguments I love to have with people. Uh, it's like with feminists. I'll, I'll, read you, I'll read you an example in a second. But look at any nature documentary, any nature show. What is the purpose of anything? What is the purpose of life? It's to keep life going. It's to procreate. It's to keep your gene pool alive. That's what Hungary wants to do. They're not going to give out money to gay couples for being gay and married. It doesn't make sense. Their sole purpose is to give money to people who are going to stay married, not divorce, this is not for divorced couples. This is for if the family is intact, they get uh, a certain amount of money. They get more and more money the more kids that they have. Again, the the old libertarian me would fa- would have found a major problem with that. But when you're combating globalism, when you're combating so-called free trade and free movement, letting people go into whatever country they want, and when you, when you're when people like that them are promoting um, uh, open borders. Uh, no, you have to fight back. And the government, this is the government's job. It, it It's to protect the homeland. And this is one way to protect it is you have to encourage people to have babies and kids. And it's always, it's so stupid. It's always like, and it, whatever, I'm going to read you an example. I posted this on the Sadwater pod, uh, uh, story earlier today. Someone sent it to me and they said, go have fun with this. Um, So this is a, a feminist post that said, uh, teach our girls that is, that it is okay to not want kids. It is okay to wait until they're 35 years old. Teach our girls that they do not need to live on this planet to give birth. False. False. They are. The same way that men are here to spread their seed. We've now since then canceled that by not having a harem of women, which I'm totally fine with, and to be monogamous, totally fine with that too. But no, we're here to make babies. And to, and to not only that, but to make our environment nice, to, which, we again, we've thrown that out the window. We don't care about that anymore, especially in the United States. Again, go to places like Japan, Copenhagen. Uh, there's still, still with all the problems in Europe, there's still beautiful places, uh, human-scaled cities where that aren't built for cars. There's beautiful places left in the world. But um, it, it's to create a nice environment and to make babies and to keep it going. And also to to propel humanity into like being smarter. But I'm 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 not convinced that we're smarter than people were uh, 300, 400 years ago when beauty mattered. Beauty should matter. But again, let's read this again. Teach our girls that it is it is okay to not want kids. No, you're teaching that you want to teach this. It's like it's like feminism is so honest that they don't realize 
how um how honest they are. Teach our girls to, that it is okay to not want kids. No. Uh, it's not. That's not okay. You want to teach them to be miserable forever? That's that's literally what you're saying. It is okay to wait until they're 35 years old. Not not really. You know how many people are having problems having kids uh, that old? Not only that, but there's. I swear there has to be a direct correlation between the rise in, in autism and uh, and Asperger's and all those things. When the the older the female is, and also I I can't imagine a man having kids at 60 i can't imagine his sperm is any any good i mean that's that's one way to create some retarded babies uh so i you know look the odds are against you when you're 35 years old every year each year that passes it's tougher and tougher and why are we lying why are we lying teach our girls that it that they do not need to live on this planet to give birth who are your parents whoever wrote this man your parents must have sucked because they made you um yeah you you're you're the whole point of everything watch nature shows is to make babies and not only that but to protect them to feed them and to do all those things but but uh so i wrote shit like this is so retarded literally literally the meaning of life is procreation watch any nature show and then um i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta read this to you um oh yeah it was in my next story so some guy wrote Josh, this is a bad... T- I love when people are like, this is a bad take. Who who the fuck are you? Do I care what you think? Who are you? I don't care what you think. You're not smarter than me. If you're trying to argue with me in a DM, you're not smarter than me. Um, some people are unfit to raise children. I wrote no. I- I'm, I'm done arguing with people in long paragraphs. Like, I don't care to change your mind. If you don't believe me, and if you don't care to deep uh, think think a little bit deeper about these things, then I don't care. So then he wrote Casey Anthony. So she's the one that killed her kid. And I wrote, wow, anecdotal evidence to support your point. As a whole, this is why we are here, to keep our gene pool alive. Big brains over there. Big brains when when you say Casey Anthony. I love when people give you anecdotal evidence as to why I'm wrong. You're dumb. If that's how you prove a point, it's like, it's like Josh. This is a bad take. Some people are unfit to raise children, and I go no. And you write, you're, you wrote, you go to me, Adolf Hitler, not a good guy. Oh my God, my whole argument is crumbled. You're right. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna delete everything I just said, and I'm gonna change the way. I, I'm gonna change every. My whole belief system is totally changed. Nothing is true anymore if you go by anecdotal evidence. If that's the way you look at the world, if that's the way you argue with people, then literally the, there's no such thing as object, object, objective, objectivity. There's no, it doesn't exist. It, it, it's, it, it, you know, just doesn't exist. Um, but with regards to the hungry thing, um, I, uh, I also tweeted, we are trying to, uh, no, never mind. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on, but borders do matter. So uh, it's interesting because the once in a while I'll talk about human trafficking, and, and, and it's such a crazy topic because it's so under the radar. And um, again, I'm very conflicted about the war on drugs. I mean, I'm, an, I'm, I'm really anti the war on drugs. Uh, I, I don't think it, it prevents people from doing drugs. I think it, it emboldens the cartels. And uh, it makes them more rich. But the cartels have already, for instance, if you somehow as a government just completely 
decimated cartels through the war on drugs and completely won the war on drugs, which is it's unwinnable. It's impossible to win the war on drugs. They uh, have become so powerful that they've diversified their portfolios. I mean, for instance, they took over the avocado industry. People are literally dying for your avocado toast. I'm not kidding. They'll, they'll, the cartels assassinate competing cartels uh, because they're trying to corner the avocado market. And uh, But that's not the only thing. One of the main businesses that they have, it's an $110 billion industry a year, is human trafficking. So if you completely obliterate cartels on the dr- war on drugs front, and if you completely won the war on drugs, the human trafficking would be the problem. Would be the problem that is, it's, I don't know what, honestly, I don't really know what the solution is. Is the solution to legalize uh, prostitution? That's an old argument. The reason that's an old argument is because prostitution, uh, although on paper it's illegal, it's really not. When you have something called OnlyFans and women are prostituting themselves online, the internet changed the game. And this is something that um, pre-internet, I would have said legalized prostitution. You'd you'd have less of it or it wouldn't be a problem or whatever. Or or human trafficking wouldn't wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but uh, OnlyFans exist. Prostitution is a major problem. I think it's 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 a, uh, but and also the people forced into it, are, uh, they they they're kind of, a lot of the times they're they're blackmailed. Whatever that's besides the point. How do you how do you end the human trafficking thing? If you legalize prostitution, it won't make a difference because it, because it already exists. Like it already exists at such a major level that. If you told someone that prostitution was illegal, they wouldn't believe you because it's so readily available. Like, and I'm talking about heavily advertised on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. OnlyFans is a thing. Um, but OnlyFans is more porn. But still, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, debate me on this because no, don't even. If you if you have the right answer, just tell me. But the human trafficking is a major, major problem. And uh, the Trump administration, from the beginning, they've known this. Uh, for instance, this is Trump talking about it. Destroy our country from inside with drugs. And we're hitting them very, very hard. And that's why is we're doing it. activities that U.S. assets are targeting? Or Say it. Is it beyond narcotics? Are there other illicit activities that well, U.S. There assets are Well, there are the activities of human trafficking, uh, and especially with respect to women, uh, and uh, as you know, proportionally, it's mostly women, uh, and it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing, and there's never been a time like it. And it's because of the internet, and this is all over the world. But for the most part, they're coming through in this country. They're coming through the southern border, but we're hitting them very hard. They have uh, tremendous illegal trafficking in women and children, uh, also, but mostly in women. And it's illegal, and it's horrible, and it's disgraceful. And I've seen things that are an absolute disgrace and we're trying to knock them out and we're knocking them hard and again i want to thank the president of mexico because so um that's that's another thing so libertarians will be like well if if you legalize prostitution it will hit the like the war on drugs it would hit the cartels it would hit them hard and they wouldn't do it anymore because the free market in the united states would prevent it like there wouldn't be any point to uh, traffic humans yeah i don't know because you 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 cut the head off the 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 snake and then and then two more pop up. The 
my rebuttal to that is that they would do it with kids. There, for some strange reason, and I, I cannot answer this. I do not. I try. I like. It's literally how Hollywood and Jeffrey Epstein and all of these people operate. Is there's a major market for kids. So if you're a libertarian and you're gonna tell me that, well, uh, you should allow kids to be prostitutes too, then go fuck yourself. Then go fuck yourself. Um, but there's a major, major market for trafficking kids and Trump mentioned it there which uh I like how brutally honest he is and and this is something that no other president has ever really tackled or tried to and uh so another thing that's happening with the coronavirus is supposedly and I don't really know if this is fully true is that um there in, there's let me just read this coronavirus checkpoints aid in combating human trafficking so a lot of people who believe in QAnon, which is like a, a, a secret uh, community online that that knows all these conspiracies and, and everything that they're talking about is coming true. Um, they uh, they 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 keep their eye on this human trafficking thing, and now supposedly. Um, so it says they increase checkpoints to screen passengers and vehicles at airports uh, is also helping to combat human trafficking. So I think that there's something that we're not being told that maybe Trump is using this coronavirus thing as an as an effort to to fight human human trafficking. I don't really know what the answer is. I don't really know how you stop this again, especially when they're doing this with children. And remember when there was the Super Bowl. A few months ago, I I spoke about how uh, I read an article that there's um m- major a major market during the Super Bowl for prostitution, and it's not just with adults. Uh, how 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 do you combat it? And I think that our resources we would be we would have enough resources to fight this if we had a control over our border. And um. And yeah, but we really don't. The flow of people, it's 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 like trying to stop a, a dam from bursting with a band-aid. For now that's kind of what it's like. Um But yeah, so I don't know, I thought that that was pretty interesting. What's this thing? I save something, sometimes I make stupid headlines and I'm like, I don't know what I just saved. Oh yeah. <laughs> this one it's funny because it had a million views um there was a paddle border in somewhere in california in the pacific ocean and uh there's sheriffs all over the beach a lifeguard boat is trying to cut him off and then there's a uh <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is near me. This, the brothers Marshall. They have a cool brand. They they posted about this. So there's a paddle border. There's a lifeguard board. There's sheriffs on the beach, and um the the what's it called? It's a, then a sheriff, a sheriff boat or something. It's like three boats are trying to cut this guy off. Who's the one guy in the ocean, because of the coronavirus, and they want to arrest him. Um, this whole thing of not allowing people, especially in the ocean, like I kind of get it on the beach. Like if you're trying to make an argument, I kind of get it on the beach where it's, uh, 
crowded on the beach, but there's literally one guy in the ocean and two lifeguard boats, a sheriff boat, sheriffs on the beach are, 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 are cutting this paddle border off. I mean, you got to watch the video because, you know, you have me explaining it to you, but it's really funny. And I think that that's such lazy, bad policing. They're doing this also in places like Costa Rica. And um, the the funny thing with that is uh, that they're releasing prison. They're, like A lot of these major cities are releasing drug dealers, child abusers from prison because they're saying that they don't want the the prisoners to get coronavirus so they're letting people leave prison early but then they do shit like this none of it makes sense to me like none of this makes sense to me and more and more i'm convinced uh we need to just let people get back to work open up the economy and uh and this will solve itself people will still be doing social distancing people will be wearing masks people will wash their hands and and they're going to be a little bit more mindful, but we need to get people back to work. And, and, and this is so backwards. So they have a guy in the ocean and, uh, one guy in this whole video, one guy, and then you have two or three boats and then police on the beach. None of it makes sense. Um, also there's, there's, uh, there's more Chinese news we need, we need to get to. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is what this podcast has become, but, but again, I'm right again. I'm right again. There's another video of uh, Chinese people. It's it's a it's a street. There's a video coming from. It says here more evident more and more evidence shows that the Chinese have deliberately spread the virus in Britain, Italy, France, and the United States, uh, Australia, and other places. So this video is from January, and I think it's in the UK, and it shows um late at night, uh. A car, cars on one side of the street, cars on the other side of the street. One side has a Chinese person, another side has a Chinese person. They're they're both going to every car and touching, touching the doors, touching the windows, touching everything. And uh, I said this last week. I said my intuition is telling me that this is di- this is an attack. This is uh, directly coming from the top, top, top at the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, and uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that they're doing this. And this is like, not only is this attack by them, an attack by them, but people like Bill Gates are super, like the billionaires are super opportunistic. The powers that be, they take these sorts of, of, uh, opportunities. Very few people are making money off of this, by the way. It's not like all the world's billionaires are making a killing right now. Like a lot of people are losing money, but there's people in the tippy top who are making a good amount of money. And uh, I, Bill Gates is obviously heavily invested in vaccinations. For some reason, they want to vaccinate everyone. And they're they're developing a coronavirus vaccine. But um, they uh, they don't vaccinate. For some reason, you can Google this. Bill Gates hasn't doesn't vaccinate his own kids. But for some reason, they want to do this, whatever. So they were banking on, and again, they use the fake news, the media, to propel their their narrative of the importance of vaccination and the coronavirus vaccine coming out. Everyone needs to do it. Um, and they, they didn't bank on the French creating this, um, this potion with the malaria drug, with, which is uh, hydrochloroquine and... Uh, not Xanax. <laughs> Imagine if it was Xanax and a Z pack, and that that is killing the coronavirus. So when Trump was was pushing this, the media kept on pushing back and saying 
that's pseudoscience. You don't know if it really works, blah, blah, blah. And Trump goes, what do we have to lose? And lo and behold, it actually does work. And uh, I think that the vaccine that they were all going to try to bank on and make money off isn't going to work, isn't going to come out in time. I don't think that anyone's going to really be sold on it because by the time it comes out, the pro- this problem is going to be done. So I, I think in conjunction with China doing this on purpose because they hate they hate our country, they hate the president of the United States, they hate the trade deals. Uh, I think that at the same time, people like Bill Gates found this as a huge opportunity because they've been looking into coronavirus. There's different variations of coronavirus, but they've been looking into the different ver- uh, variations of it for going on 13 years now. Uh, so, you know, another thing, by the way, <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, another thing is, you know how I said, I don't think that Biden is going to be the nominee. I think they're going to, the DNC is going to choose someone like Andrew Cuomo, who they ever, the media is praising as handling the, the New York situation really well. Um, sorry, bud, but you're not going to be president either. When you tweet things, he did this three days ago. He said, we finally got some news today. The Chinese government helped facilitate a donation of a thousand ventilators that will arrive in JFK today. I thank the Chinese government, Jack Ma, Zhou Tsai, and, oh, he said Jack Ma. Oh, and the Jack Ma Foundation and the Tsai Foundation and the Council, Consul General Huang or whatever. Bro, you're thanking the people that did this on purpose and you know it. Stop simping for china it's it's just so bizarre but it's not surprising that the left likes likes china because the left operates how uh they they're trying to operate how the whole country of china operates there's uh something that came out today that amazon is uh (laughs) has tracking devices on their delivery people and if their delivery people are close to each other in proximity, they they get fined for not social distancing properly. That's their own employees. I mean, look at how every tech company operates, and they operate like uh, technocratic uh, dictators, Chinese dictator. That's how they operate. So, of course, Andrew Cuomo, like, you'd never hear Trump say anything like this. The, the, the most Trump has done was he started calling it the Chinese virus because the Chinese government was blaming the United States and said that this came from the United States. And when he did, when, when he, when, uh, he spoke to Xi, uh, president Xi, uh, then he started calling it, calling it the coronavirus again, because probably president Xi asked him to, that's the most Trump is going to capitulate to China. Um, but even more again, not surprising Harvard professor arrested for having Chinese ties. I'm going to play you this clip. Um, the the part of Department of Justice. This was huge news that the the liberal media didn't really report on. This got 1.7 million views on Twitter, and uh, this is why things like Twitter are important. Because if 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 you, if the mainstream media didn't report it and there was no Twitter, you would have really not known this. This was flying under the radar. But again, this is not surprising because uh, the first of all, China sends students over here and they infiltrate our universities. And uh, they uh, they then steal our intellectual property. Like, this is done all the time. It's not surprising that this professor got arrested basically for betraying his country. 
And I think it, they said that at most he'll, he'll get five years of prison. I think that's crazy. I mean, if a president betrayed our country and, and, and was treasonous, he would be put to death. So let's watch this clip, but it's not surprising that's coming from our universities where they're basically 95% of professors are basically really, really far left. We're here today to announce three separate cases highlighting the ongoing threat posed by Chinese economic espionage and research theft in the United States. Federal investigators at the Lexington home of 60-year-old Dr. Charles Lieber today, moments after his arrest at his Harvard office. The complaint alleges that Dr. Lieber signed a contract with the Chinese University in Wuhan and was paid up to $50,000 per month, plus up to $158,000 in living expenses. The chair of Harvard's chemistry department, he also allegedly received more than $1.5 million to set up a research lab in China, all while working at Harvard and receiving multiple research grants from the U.S. Department of Defense and National Institutes of Health. Also charged today, two Chinese nationals, 29-year-old Yang King Yi, who worked as a scientific researcher at Boston University. Who failed to mention on her visa application that she is also a lieutenant with the People's Liberation Army. 30-year-old Zhaozong Zhang worked on cancer research at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. For trying to smuggle vials of biological material out of the United States to China and lying about its federal investigators. Yeah, so uh, those so-called students from China, they're all spies. We were worried about Russia, but it's really the Chinese. And uh, this has been going on for way too long. They, they, they should, like, remember I was kind of joking but not really a, f a week ago or two weeks ago saying that we need to deport the 325,000 students that are here from China yeah I'm not joking they're 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 here to steal and then bribe our our TR professors who are really really um probably all bribable they're all probably bribable because they hate they hate this country like the media they're all in the same class by the way they hate us um but the last news about all of this, which I thought was interesting, is the tone of the administration, which is um, Pete Navarro. He's uh, one of our trade guys that works for Trump. He, he was talking, this is a few days ago. No, this is yesterday, about how the, we got to start making our things here and we got to stop relying on China. One of the... Uh, one of the uh, things that this crisis has taught us, sir, is that we are dangerously over-dependent on a global supply chain for our medicines, like penicillin, our medical supplies, like masks, and our medical equipment, like ventilators. We have, right now, as we speak, over 50 countries have already imposed some forms of export restrictions in their country against the rest of the world. And what, we've, what we're learning from that is that no matter how many treaties you have, no matter how many alliances, no matter how many phone calls, uh, when push comes to shove, you run the risk as a nation of not having what you need. And if there's any vindication of the president's buy American, secure borders, and a strong manufacturing base, philosophy, strategy, and belief. It is this crisis because it underscores 
everything that we see there. So the Buy American Order, which which is going through process, would do do a couple things. It would simply say, not during this crisis, because we don't want to disrupt anything. I want to be really clear about that. But going forward, after this is over, the VA, DOD, HHS, and this government buys American for essential medicines, our medical countermeasures, and the medical supplies and equipment we need. At the same time, it will deregulate so we can get the FDA and EPA to facilitate domestic manufacturing. Interesting. This is the kind of stuff I, uh, I hope starts to happen. Um, because we got to stop relying on on really shitty, oppressive countries that hate us. I mean, you heard about China shipping faulty, faulty masks and faulty every, uh, ventilators and, and everything to Italy and all these other countries. They um, and then I spoke about last week how how in Chinese factories they were stepping on the masks and all that. They they fucking hate us. Um, with that that said. I'm going to, this is going to be a shorter podcast. You know, there's just one more thing I want to talk about. And, um, (laughs) and I, I, you know, I'm going to have to say China again. I'm going to have to say it again because, um, in the new Batman that DC is launching in the new Batman comic that DC is launching, uh, Bruce Wayne is a Chinese American Bruce Wayne's fortune was made by his mother, not father. Joker is Antifa. (laughs) Uh, Wayne, Joker, and Catwoman are in a polyamorous love triangle. Weird. And uh, Batman and Joker abandon sexuality in heated moment. I'm going to click on this article because this is all gobbledygook to me. I don't understand. More and more, I'm starting to just not understand these uh, these these terms, these buzzwords, these woke buzzwords. Uh, Chinese Batman has pansexual orgy with Antifa Joker in new DC comic book. Uh, A new DC comic is to feature Batman and the Joker as 16-year-old high high schoolers turning some of the storyline on its head as Marvel. Yeah, remember a few weeks ago I I talked about Marvel's new characters called Snowflake, Snowflake and Safe Space? Well, DC has to double down. And uh, following their footsteps into this woke madness that no one asks for. Like, no one's going to buy this comic book. In the comic Gotham High, Batman will be depicted as being an American Chinese Instagram superstar. (laughs) They're jamming everything in there. Inheriting his large fortune from his mother, not his father's efforts. The Joker will be repurposed not as a full-on villain, but as an allegedly bisexual class clown, anti-capitalist, anti-fascist by the name Jack uh, Napier. The Joker's anti-capitalism is where he derives his heroism in the new comic, I guess. Selina Kyle, who's the Catwoman, acts as the queen of the class and in a comic designed to attack toxic masculinity, which comic books allegedly promote. No, they don't. The trio, Bruce Wayne, Jack Napier, and Selina Kyle, were hinted to be engaged in a steamy love triangle culminating in a raunchy, polyamorous relationship revolving a possible orgy. The comic book everyone is asking for. Um, All right. So, wait, where was I? So many pop-up ads. 
Batman and the Joker also reportedly abandoned their sexuality in a moment of heat. Alfred the Butler will be openly gay uh, in the comic, which Melissa Dela Cruz, a diversity hire, for sure a diversity hire, and who they can't say no to, by the way. The, the, the people at DC, they had to hire her or else they would be called racists. She's a, a diversity hire. And also, they cannot say no to her. So she's going to pitch this really stupid, fucking idiotic comic that no one's going to buy. And DC will lose money, but they can because they're a rich company. And uh, then they're going to get some points by the mainstream media. But really, it kind of will fall under the radar because everything is just the coronavirus right now. And uh, so they hire this girl, Melissa De La Cruz. The author describes the, the author describes as a mix between Batman and the Gossip Girl, but only more LGBTQ friendly. I wonder what she looks like. She's probably hideous. On the Batman Joker Catwoman love triangle, she says it came out of a, of trying to figure out all their desires. What does Jack bring to Selina that's different from what Bruce brings to Selina? Ultimately, you don't know who she's going to pick. You root for both of them, and there's a surprise in the end. Is the surprise that the comic book doesn't suck? That would be a major surprise. Dela Cruz also suggested wanting to abolish heteronormativity from comics, which appears to seep through into her work. Uh, Bounding into comics reported that Dela Cruz said, I pitched a kind of Gossip Girl Batman, and in my mind, I wanted to reinvent Chuck Bass. He's still Bruce Wayne. It's not the great Gatsby, so he's still brooding. He's still a loner. He still has all the iconic Batman personality, except he's gay now. (laughs) I added that that last part. She then added, but making him Chinese was a no-brainer. Everyone was on board from the beginning because they can't say no to you. They can't say no or else they're going to be racists. And they can't fire you. And they had to hire you. Uh, Dela Cruz then revealed she plans on destroying more characters. I'd love to play a little more. We have minor characters that we can get to know a little bit more, like Poison Ivy and Harvey. And I don't think it's the last we'll see of Selena, Jack, and Bruce either. I'm hoping to do more of a Jack story in the second book. I hope there won't be a second one. I don't think anyone's going to buy it. She then add, she even added, and we barely even saw Robin. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to read the rest, but you get the idea. Again, they, they, um, they don't stop. That's why a part of me doesn't think that this is going to stop. Once the coronavirus... Like, hard times create strong men, and we're in hard times right now. But I think that the that the woke people are a little bit too powerful and I don't think these hard times are hard enough. Maybe we needed a real collapse. Maybe we needed a real crazy depression. So far, it's not happening. Although we had 10 million file for unemployment last week, the number is going to keep rising, I think. And the Chinese are trying to kill Boris Johnson. But for now, fuck the new Batman. That was Sadcast episode 99. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye.
Song. 